Hello, world. I'm Greg Patton. It's a Monday. Stand by. Want to thank all of you that pray and support Greg Patton Ministries that brings you Hello World each day at this time. For those of you that are on Facebook and for the pastors who pray for and support us as well. Thanks for listening. Thanks for being a part of our Facebook page as well. Things are happening and we're excited about that, my friend. Continue to pray for the ministry, would you please? And join me on Facebook. Let's be friends. Real simple. Greg, G-R-E-G, Patton, P-A-T-T-E-N. Conservative voice in Christian radio today. Thank you very much. What in the world is going on? Crime out of control. There ain't no stinking crime. Well, and crime remains intolerably high in America. Any normal person knows that. But the left-leaning loonies want you to think that perception is just a concoction of some right-wing uh, movement. After more than 10 years of violent crime decreases with just a few interludes, crime has shot way up to levels not seen since the 1990s. And when the left acknowledges this fact, it often does so by tying violent crime to the increase of gun sales. That's the problem. However, there's no evidence at all that the additional crimes are being committed by law-abiding gun owners. People are buying more guns. Use your head. Are buying more guns because they feel less safe, not the other way around. Good grief, the surge in gun sales is a response to gun crime. It's not the cause of it. The liberal lefties continue to push their radical agenda against American values. And what are the news media people doing? They're downplaying the crime entirely. You, my friend, are living in the new America, a flood of evil. America is more dangerous than ever before, one where criminals are emboldened and law-abiding citizens are forced to do more to protect themselves or risk becoming one of those victims. It's why Americans worry about crime at their highest level since 2016. That's not a narrative. Oh, no. It's not a conspiracy. Oh, no. We're talking reality in America. So what do you think about this? The share of unemployed Americans who quit or voluntarily left their jobs and immediately began looking for new employment rose to 16% in the month of September, according to the jobs report published today by the Bureau of Labor Stats. This is the highest level of so-called job leavers as a percentage of the unemployed reported since 1990 and indicates the so-called great resignation is really far from over. Well, has it been that long ago? Five years ago today, October 2017, the New York Times and the New Yorker published articles alleging that Hollywood mogul Harvey Weinstein had abused women for decades, and those revelations sparked the Me Too movement at that time, which exposed the pervasive sexual harassment of women in the workplace, including by men at the highest rungs of the corporate ladder, and that started it all. He's back in court today, by the way, in L.A. for his second trial over sex crimes. He was already convicted of rape and criminal assault in New York in 2020. I guess he has 21 years left on that prison sentence, but this summer a New York court cracked the door open for Weinstein's conviction to get overturned. So the trial today in L.A. has taken on a much greater 
significance than was expected. What has come out of all that, by the way? 22 states and Washington, D.C. have passed more than seven-day, count them, 70 workplace anti-harassment bills. According to the National Women's Law Center, and powerful men like Bill Cosby, Jeffrey Epstein, were behind bars for those crimes. The movement led to the reckoning far beyond U.S. borders. Over a third of the Me Too movement tweets in the first year were posted in languages that was not English. According to a Pew study, things changed five years ago. What else is going on? Deadly protest in Iran. Demonstrations that began over the death of a woman who was detained by Iran's morality police have now ballooned into the biggest rebuke of the clerical government in years and years. Students have joined those protests. Students have now joined the protests chanting death to the dictator, referring to the supreme leader Ayatollah. And anti-government protesters appeared to hack a state-run TV broadcast. Big trouble in Iran. Kanye West in the news again. The rapper had his account restricted by Instagram for violating its policies, and then when he started posting on Twitter, that platform locked him out. Of course, the biggest noise he has made is his uh, clothing, White Lives Matter. Trying to get everybody to wear one of those. You just don't know where this guy's coming from. Talking about death to Jewish people. There's some trouble there in the mind. Well, what happened here? He just blew out the candles on his 70th birthday cake. Talking about Russia's Vladimir Putin. The Ukrainians gave him something that he didn't want for his birthday, a stunning attack on his beloved Kerch Bridge, billion-dollar project which connects Russia's mainland to Russian-occupied Crimean Peninsula. They blew the thing up. It's a disaster for Russia. So many of early Saturday morning, a massive explosion. The only physical connection between Russia and Crimea? The blast took out sections of two auto lanes and ignited a nearby train that was carrying fuel. Russian officials scrambling to make repairs. Who or what actually caused that explosion isn't clear. All signs pointing to Ukraine being responsible. Boy, Russia took on more than they could handle when this started months ago, right? It's important to note this bridge explosion is a significant blow to Russia, both tactically and symbolically. On the tactical side, it's going to disrupt key transportation flows that supplies Russia's military in southern Ukraine. And on the symbolic side, of course, it's another public embarrassment for Vladimir Putin. Boy, will he push that nuclear button? It's scary. This could have been last week, last year. It's current. Conservative, Christian, here's your world. Teacher, anywhere, USA, fired from the job. This comes out of our New America files. Coast to coast, your city, coming here in America. This man, one of hundreds of voices, my conservative political action did me in. That's what it's all about. I was told by school leadership that my political commentary and free speech on social media was unprofessional as a teacher. Considering everything that I post online or say in real life in regards to political commentary is rooted in conservative values, one could argue then that one reason I was fired for being openly conservative 
You can't do that in America today. You are a marked individual. Get that target off your back. Be wishy-washy. Be liberal. Join the lefty loonies. I lost my job, lost my career in education because the school, my former principal, the assistant superintendent, and superintendent do not believe that I have the right for First Amendment rights. Yes, stay tough, hard sometimes, lose your job, that's not fun. More and more coming to the new America, where you will find a flood of evil. And the latest, just out today. A former employee of Miami-Dade County there in Florida, fired for his Christian speech and his beliefs, taking the government to court. Officials with Pacific Justice Institute said the complaint was filed on John LaBroya's behalf to protect his and others' constitutional rights to free speech, free exercise of religion, free press. The statement continued the county's actions jeopardized the core constitutional rights of every county employee by threatening them with termination for simply exercising those rights. Well, amen, amen, amen. And I don't know, would you call this one the power of the people? A longtime Wendy's employee with Down syndrome was fired from his job after working there at the North Carolina for more than 20 years. The Internet stepped in. What do you think? The power of the people? Dennis Peak, 51, had worked for over 20 years there at Stanley, North Carolina's Wendy's Restaurant. On Wednesday, was fired from his job. His sister said they had no idea what they had done. She got on Facebook and... Oh, there were thousands of shares, and then the local media picked it up. <laughs> you know what happened? Hey, this story was covered, soon went national. Well, management at Wendy's had a change of heart and quickly reversed their course and offered to rehire Dennis. Imagine that. Well, now I understand he's not going back. They're going to have a big retirement party for him. The family is, and just tell him he's retired. He doesn't understand it all anyway. So. So many stories living in today's world, good and bad and ugly. So are you keeping up? I spent most of my early life in rock music. I understand was the extreme at that time. Wasn't even close. Let's go to Los Angeles, California on Thursday night to the Knucklehead Hollywood. Is that a bar? There is a type of rock music now called Reptilian Christian Christ violence. And uh, there's a punk band called Cancer Christ. Okay, are you keeping up so far? Their aim is to cleanse the damned. And a part of that is to have you baptize an actual, well, a pool of blood. In their Instagram post announcing Thursday night's show, the band wrote, Take Friday off and have a truly religious experience in the city where dreams are crushed and bones are broken and souls get, and there's the F word, saved. The band is part of an event at the California bar. And we thought Alice Cooper and Ozzy Osbourne were bad. All kinds of bizarre, bizarre, demonic demons. A bloodbath baptism with many people participating. Yeah, it's just, I mean, this is just insane. Maybe that's one reason today is also Mental Health Day in America. Good grief, Johnny Brown. 
Well, a further sign that uh, we have lost it or are losing it, a $75 tasting menu. This is in San Francisco, and they're hoping it spreads nationwide. Uh, no, it's not for you. It's for your dog. A three-course meal and locally sourced organic ingredients so your socially conscious dog can savor the chuck steak without feeling bad about harming the environment. Yep, nuts. Don't miss it. Today is what? Columbus Day. And uh, I forgot all about this one. It's also Indigenous Peoples Day, which was commemorated as a national holiday for the first time by our mail-in president last year. Depending on where you live, your state might recognize one of the two holidays or might recognize both. If you have the day off, I hope you're enjoying your day. What else is happening? National Football League and the Players Association agreed to change the league's concussion protocol in response to an injury suffered by the Dolphins quarterback last week. PayPal said that a controversial new policy it posted, a $2,500 fine for users who promote misinformation with the service, was sent out in error. Everything is okay. Let's kiss and make up. And we've been thinking about it, right? Exactly one month, 30 days until election day, midterms. Republicans remain favored to take over the House in November, but momentum in the pitched battle for the Senate has seesawed back and forth as a multi-million dollar avalanche of advertising, oh, I hate that, has blanketed the top battleground states of America for almost 20 years. Midterms have been a succession of partisan waves. Democrats, Republicans, Democrats, yeah. What do you think is going to happen in this year's midterm? Conservatives were really positive for a while. Now it's wavering a little. Welcome to politics. Thoughts here, there, everywhere. Things end. People change. And you know what? Life goes on. I want to put this up outside of your home. The only ghost that lives in this house is the Holy Ghost. If I did anything right in my life, it was when I gave my heart to Jesus Christ. <laughs> when someone asks, where do you see yourself in five years? I just simply say, hey, I'm just trying to get through today. Where's my Bible? Life 101, next. Well, over the weekend, going over the past, places I have been, I was thinking about churches that I've been in and pastors that I have been with. Dr. Ken Copley, Dr. James Bachman, Dr. Greg Dixon, Dr. Tom Olney, Dr. Roy Thompson, Dr. Jerry Johnson. On the platform with Dr. Jack Hiles, Dr. Lee Robertson, Dr. Bob Jones, and maybe your pastor in whatever neck of the woods you're in. It's been fantastic. God bless you and thank you that I can call you friend, preacher. Yeah, God has been so good to this evangelist, to this radio personality, really has. I have been with some super people that have influenced my life. Think with me now for a few moments. Who in the world has influenced my life? So in Life 101, let me talk to you about living for today. I've thought about this all of my own. I'm going to live for today. You know, that's a common philosophy of our culture in the new America, uh, even in the old America. When the idea isn't expressed in words, it's frequently carried out in 
well, people's choices and their behavior. But as a Christian, we have to realize that we live different now, and it affects far more than just living for today. Our thinking, our conduct, our very conversation is going to become our legacy in life. Yeah, there you go. What is your legacy? How will you impact others? I mean, the way you live. What will be the legacy you leave behind, sir, ma'am? You know, when God created you, he had a very specific purpose in mind for your life, did he not? And he endowed you with all of the abilities and the talents that you would ever need to accomplish that plan. Unfortunately, most people do not stop to consider the Lord's personal will for their life. But the Bible clearly reveals that there's a twofold purpose for his children. First, we're to be involved in his work. And secondly, we're to bring honor and glory to him. That would be Ephesians 2.10 and 1 Corinthians 6.20. We carry out God's intentions by involvement in those things that bring praise to God. Jesus Christ said, let your light so shine before men in such a way there that they may see your good works and what will happen? Well, that's to glorify your Father who is in heaven, Matthew 5.16. And contrary to what many people think today, the number of years one lives is less important than how that lifetime has been invested. When I think about being effective even in my own life versus longevity, and I'm up there now, a man named Oswald Chambers comes to mind. He's the author of My Utmost for His Highest. That's the best-selling devotional of all time. If you haven't bought it, get a copy someplace. My Utmost for His Highest. He dedicated his entire life to Almighty God and is considered by some to be one of the greatest Christian thinkers of modern time. Oswald Chambers, born July 24, 1874 in Aberdeen, Scotland, where as a teenager he became a Christian under the ministry of Charles Haddon Spurgeon. His death, the result of a ruptured appendix back in 1917, left a really tremendous void, I guess, in the church of the day and the fellowships that he served, though he lived only to be 42. Boy, that's young. This preacher's work lives on today even more powerfully than ever. I mean, than it did during his lifetime. His writings still offer strength and wisdom to many believers, and through his words, God continues to change lives for the glory of God. I think I got acquainted with him at Bob Jones University, read his devotional. What impressed me most and still rings in my heart today is that the most important thing in life, the most important thing in life by far is our personal relationship with Jesus. Every time you would pick up my utmost for his highest, you ought to be blessed. Though Oswald Chambers died at a very early age, a century ago, he's still alive through the ongoing influence of countless lives today. You know, when considering life after death, Christians think mostly about what will happen when they get to heaven, while unbelievers may contemplate the question of what will become of them. What about the part of our lives that remains here after we've gone? What lives on in our spiritual legacy? It has everything to do with how you and I are living right now, today. You may think, compared to Oswald Chambers, I don't really have a testimony. But that's not true. What you do today, the priorities that you demonstrate through your use of time and your resourcefulness, as well as the way you handle relationships, will leave a witness for either good or evil. 
What do you hope people will remember about you when you're gone? As an illustration, consider the legacy of various people in the Word of God. I think about Abraham. I recall his great faith. When Moses comes to mind, I remember the Ten Commandments that God gave him. David has been gone for centuries now, but the Psalms, his words of comfort, his words of encouragement endure till today. Another example, the Apostle Paul. He was beset by terrible obstacles and suffering, but left epistles that give encouragement to you today and guidance in your life and hope to millions of people. I usually read something from Paul's works nearly every day and am continually blessed by his insights in Ephesians and Philippians and Colossians and the letters there to Timothy. Consider the legacy of the Lord Jesus Christ, our ultimate example in a very short 33 years. He lived on earth, he altered history forever, and through him we can live extraordinary lives despite our fallen nature. Amen? Just think about people who have left an indelible mark on you. I can think of many right now. Pastor James Bachman, my pastor out in Roanoke. Um, how about Deacon Ira Pope? What a superman he was. How about our country's founding fathers? They left an awesome legacy for millions of people who live in freedom today as a result. Consider the hymn writers who gave us the words of worship which praise our Lord while reinforcing our well, our store of spiritual truths that we have, and godly people living out a legacy in our generation. You're thinking of someone right now. You may be wondering, what about ordinary people? That would be me. Hey, think about Lois. When Paul was writing to encourage Timothy during a trial, he said to the young minister, For I am mindful of the sincere faith within you, which first dwelt in your grandmother, oh, Grandma, Grandma Lois, and your mother, Eunice. And I'm sure that it's in you as well. Second Timothy 1.5. Grandma Lois's profound faith was carried down through Eunice to Timothy. Her faith became a living part of Timothy's ministry. Parents and grandparents listening right now have a profound impact on children's lives. Maybe this is you. What is your grandfather's name? Does anybody know him? Maybe it was your grandfather that left a few simple truths on your life, such as obey God, leave everything else to him. Maybe you can be extremely grateful today for advice given to you by a grandparent concerning spiritual matters which continue to be the basis for decisions you have today. Far more important than any financial inheritance that was given to you, what did grandparents give to you? And does it guide your life today? Somebody has had an impact on your life. Who would that be? So let's end where we began. What will be your legacy? Are you a grandpa or a grandma yet? Think about it. And finally, my wife is into the old GPS system. Wanted me to get something for her yesterday. Says, just go down there and turn where that barn used to be and go a little ways to get to that house where that really weird guy used to live, remember? Go a little bit to the right over that bumpy road, cross over the old bridge, and then his house is past that place where those dogs that used to chase us. <laughs> I never did get there.
And that's the way it is at the patents. Don't forget, join me on Facebook, Greg, G-R-E-G, patent, P-A-T-T-E-N. You missed Monday. Well, you can go to gregpatton.com. The last few years are there. Archive programs. Thanks so much for being here today. And that's the way it is as we start the week on a Monday, October 10th, 2022. I'm Greg Patton. God bless. Enjoy the remainder of your day.